You're listening to the Holistic Lifestyle Guide Podcast, the show that guides you on your holistic lifestyle journey to a healthy body, mind, and soul aligned with nature. Hello, and welcome to episode number 54 of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide Podcast. This episode is going to be about seasonal depression. This is also known as seasonal affective disorder. And so I'm going to talk about some natural remedies that you can use to help this better. So many people experience increased anxiety when summer ends and starts to turn into fall. And then depression, it becomes really strong in the deep, dark months of winter. Many people experience this. Even people that don't have any struggles with depression regularly. This can happen to anyone in the middle of winter. So anxiety and depression can also happen in autumn as well, but it is more strong in the winter. They are both related to less sunlight, colder temperatures, and also the holiday season, which can be a little bit more stressful or depressing to some people. So I'm going to cover some natural remedies for this. Um, so let's get right into this. First of all, how do you know if you have seasonal affective disorder? It usually starts anywhere between October and December and often gets worse when we turn our clocks back and then that's when it starts getting dark before dinner time. It is dark before many people get off work, which only makes it worse. So when you don't see the sunrise or the sunset, that not only causes depression, but also a lack of vitamin D, and it messes up your melatonin and your cortisol levels, which leads to poor sleep. So a lack of sunlight and a time spent in nature, lack of time spent in nature, I should say, this will lead to nature deficit disorder as well, which is another subject. This is uh, a real nightmare that kind of perpetuates it, it perpetuates it itself. It's like a vicious cycle. And it can only be relieved by increasing daylight and warmer temperatures that come later in the winter or the early spring. So increased anxiety and depression in the fall and winter are also a result of excess air. So in Ayurveda, which is the 5,000-year-old Indian health system, Autumn and winter are the times when the air element is increased. For people who already have an excess of the air element, um, these would be people that are thin, that are not very um, warm, they're usually cold. This time of the year will most likely increase their anxiety and depression, along with dry skin, irritability, and constipation, which is caused by dryness. So if you do experience these things, most likely you are one of those types of people. That body type is called the ectomorph, or in Ayurveda, it is called the vata body type. So those are completely different subjects that I could talk about for a long time, and I've done blog posts and other podcast episodes, videos about those. So I'll leave some links down below in the show notes if you want to learn more about that, because... If you are one of those people with that body type, you most likely will suffer from seasonal affective disorder. So let's go into what all of the symptoms are of this. So they can vary from person to person, but these will be the main ones that affect most people who have seasonal depression. 
being lethargic. This is the first one. So, of course, this can also be because we're just not as active in the wintertime. It's cold outside, so you stay indoors more, and you're just not as energized. You're also eating a lot of food, which can weigh you down. But if you notice that you are lethargic, this could be one of the symptoms of, of seasonal depression. Another one is self-isolation. And this also has many um, uh, reasons why it could be, which could relate to winter as well. People don't do as many things in the winter. But the thing that makes this different, what makes this part stand out is that self-isolation sometimes is, is as a result of depression because first you're depressed and then you self-isolate. So that's how you can tell the difference Sometimes people like to self-isolate and they do that because they might be introverts, they might just be burnt out, they might want to take a month or two off of, you know, chaotic lifestyle. So if you are finding that you are choosing to self-isolate for reasons to, um, like if you can tell that your mental health is suffering and you just don't want to be around people because of that, that could be a sign that you have seasonal depression. Another one of the symptoms is a loss of interest in activities that you normally enjoy. So one of the symptoms is, you know, if if the middle of winter, you're not really able to do the activities that you normally do or you try to do them and you just have lost interest and you just become lethargic, you become tired and lazy, and then you end up, everybody knows, you end up on the couch watching TV. So if you spend most of your winter time on the couch watching TV, it's a really good chance that you have seasonal affective disorder without really being aware of it because that is the default activity of someone who is depressed. Or you could just scroll social media constantly too. That's another way that you can tell. Another symptom is increased agitation or irritability. Of course, this has many causes as well, especially in women. Premenstrual times are very famous for making women irritable. But also, you might notice this coming out of nowhere when you're not normally an irritable person. This could be a sign that you are depressed. Another symptom is unhealthy food cravings. This can also stem from other things and a lot of these symptoms can be just on their own and hopefully you don't really relate to too many of these because if you relate to all of them, chances are you do have it. But unhealthy food cravings result from many things, some of them physical, but also many of them can be mental as well. Because when you are depressed, you will sometimes do the quick fix to get your dopamine rush, which would be eating sugary foods, eating candy, eating starchy foods like pasta and things like that. So that's one sign as well. Another sign that you could be seasonally depressed is if you oversleep. So notice that is oversleeping and not just because it's winter, because in the winter we do sleep more overall in general, but oversleeping is where maybe you might sleep for 11 or 12 hours a day or more. That is surely a sign of depression or some sort of physical ailment. Another symptom that you could have this is a lack of motivation. And that's pretty easy to have in the winter time when 
it's cold outside and there's nothing going on and it gets dark early and you're just lack of motivation hits you. Another sign is that you feel hopeless. So this one is a big one because you can feel all of these other things, but if you feel hopeless, then that is probably a sure sign that you have it. Um, I've even had this happen to me before the beginning or the middle of winter. It can exacerbate problems that are small and if you happen to have some other sorts of problems that pop up in the winter time, you might end up feeling extra hopeless about them. So whether or not you can relate to any of those symptoms, then hopefully you're not. But if you're listening to this, if you're still listening, chances are you either know that you have it or you can recognize some of these symptoms in yourself or someone else. So now let's move on to the section where I'm going to give some natural remedies for seasonal affective disorder and anxiety. What can you do if you suffer from these symptoms every fall and winter and you know that it's going to happen? So these, these are very simple things to do and they can really be organized under one overarching theme, which is self-care. Self-care is crucial. It's a really big part of what I talk about. It's a really big part of holistic wellness. It includes all of the things that work great as natural remedies for anxiety and depression, as well as just being overall healthy, just having a healthy lifestyle. So I'm gonna focus on five things that we're gonna talk about. There's a lot of things that self-care includes, but I'm gonna focus on five. And these are gonna be five that are specifically aimed at anxiety and depression. So the first one is gonna be journaling. Journaling is something I talk about a lot. You've probably heard me mention it a million times if, if this is not your first time listening to this podcast. Um, so journaling is a great way to express yourself. It's a great way to do inner work, like shadow work, get to know yourself. It's a great way to, it's, it's really great for the body, mind, and the soul. If you want to learn your life purpose, if you want to lower your blood pressure, if you want, you know, it, it's so good for so many things. And so I actually have a self-care uh, seasonal depression journal available in my Etsy shop. It's a printable journal and I will leave a link down below in the show notes for that because that is made specifically for anxiety and depression that hits in the winter time. The next self-care tip is meditation. So now when I first said meditation, you might have said, I know I don't want to meditate. I don't like meditating. It doesn't work for me. I can't do it. I can't sit still. Then I've got you because Really, what the core of meditation, the way that I talk about it, is to become in to the present moment, to put your mind into an altered state, and that does not necessarily mean that you have to sit still. In fact, there's a lot of moving meditations. Dancing is even a form of meditation. There are a lot of guided meditations that you can do that will walk you through it so that you're not just sitting in silence, listening to your thoughts. There's a lot of ways that you can meditate without doing it the traditional way. So I have um, a podcast episode about that as well as videos and blog posts. I will leave a link down below in the show notes to learn some more about meditation. The easy way. <laughs> the next self-care tip is to eat a seasonal diet for fall and winter. 
This falls in with Ayurveda as well because Ayurveda is all about living in alignment with nature and there are certain things that you can eat during certain times of the year, the certain seasons, and these are things that will help promote wellness. So that's that's a very large subject too. I can't real I can't go into everything now, but if you check out a book, I always recommend this book. It's called Three the Three Season Diet. And the reason why it's called the Three Season Diet is because there are really three times of the year where our body kind of shifts gears. One time is in spring, another time is in winter, um, and they kind of overlap a little bit, which is why the three of them would would um, spread out over the year. But this book is amazing, and it is by Dr. John Duyard, and I highly recommend that book because when you eat according to the seasons, that will help your mind as well. It'll help with anxiety and depression. There are so many things about Ayurveda that are crucial for helping anxiety and depression. And that's another really big subject. And I've actually got a course on Ayurveda. So I will leave links down in the show notes to learn more about Ayurveda. I will leave a link to that book. There's just so much information. So I really hope that you are getting some benefit out of this episode and, and you're going to take notes and follow through with this stuff because it all works. Especially the more you do, the more they work. The next one on the list for self-care tips is practicing... I, I do not... <laughs> there's a word for this. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. And I always thought this word was pronounced Hygge. Um, it might be pronounced hidgy or hidge or hig or <laughs> I don't even, not going to even try really, but it's basically where you are utilizing things and activities that are warm, that are cozy, that make you feel comfortable. So these are things like fleece blankets, big, soft, fluffy pillows, um, soft lighting, um, doing things that are just going to calm you. So look up that word, H-Y-G-G-E, and you'll get all sorts of awesome stuff. It's all about being comfortable. It's all about being warm, comfortable, and cozy. It just makes me want to curl up into a ball just, just talking about it. And so that can make you feel better in the middle of winter, of course. The next one, the last one on this list of self-care activities is proper physical nourishment, which is a combination of four things. Healthy food, sleep, sunlight, and exercise. And actually, now that I'm saying those things, <laughs> I am realizing that the, there's a fifth one, which is movement. Or, well, actually, exercise is movement. So that's that's included. There we go. So we got food, sleep, sunlight, and exercise. And those are the physical, the base physical needs that we need in order to be healthy. So when it comes to food, like I said, if you eat seasonally, Winter foods are things that are nourishing. They are things that are warm and they're usually a little more on the fatty side because in the winter we can put on more fat. Our bodies want to put on more fat because of the cold. So fat's not a bad thing unless you just eat blobs of it, you know, in excess. And that's not what we're going for here. When it comes to fat, it's really all about the healthy fats, which would be avocado, um, olive oil, and things like that. And like I said, that book that I mentioned will talk all about how to eat in the wintertime and be healthy. So then sleep too, that's the next one. And that's, you know, it, like I said, you don't want to oversleep either. 
But in the wintertime, you want to get at least eight hours, sometimes nine in the winter. And even 10 is tolerable. I mean, it's okay. A lot of people need a lot of sleep in general. And so if you sleep nine to 10 hours in the winter, don't feel too bad about that because, you know, sleep is when the body heals. Sleep is crucial. As long as you don't feel sluggish in the morning and, you know, you're keeping in line with the circadian rhythm, being more awake when the sun's up and going to bed earlier. So going to bed earlier in the winter is pretty a pretty big deal um and it's it's a lot easier to do because the sun um goes down earlier of course and then we have most people most places have daylight savings time which makes it so that sometimes the sun is going down before you even eat dinner and so that's why it's much easier to get enough sleep in the winter time Sunlight, this is a crucial one, but in the winter, of course, this is this is the main reason why we get seasonal affective disorder because of the lack of sunlight. But here's some things that you can do. Sun can penetrate through the clouds. So even if it's not a sunny day, you can still go outside. You might have to you'll, you will have to bundle up. But even if you have to go outside for 15 minutes, that's all it takes. You don't have to spend hours outside in the winter. The more the better, of course, if you can tolerate the cold. But another way that you can um, get by is to get a sun lamp. I've got one of these and these provide a lot of lux, which is L-U-X, and that's the measurement of light. So if you see a sun lamp that gives 10,000 lux or more, those are the good ones. And so those are going to help you to stay in the circadian rhythm. They're, they're going to help you to go to bed earlier. It sounds counterproductive, but the more sunlight you get during the morning and the, you know, around noon, then the earlier you're going to fall asleep and the easier you're going to fall asleep. So get yourself a sunlight, a sun lamp, if you want to work on that that way if you don't want to go outside. You can also sit in front of a window. Of course, the window is going to block out the rays that help your body make vitamin D. So be sure to take vitamin D supplements. This goes along with eating seasonally and you don't need to take these supplements in the summer usually, just in the winter. And then exercise, of course, is important all the time. But, you know, if we're not getting outside for those summer activities, we might have to you know, work a little bit harder at getting our exercise in in the winter. So I have mentioned before that solitude is necessary for self-care, but also remember to balance solitude with positive relationships. So the wrong relationships will drain us and cause us to be more anxious or depressed, where the right relationships will help support us when we need it most. So. In the winter time, it's important to stay in regular contact with your friends and family if they are supportive. And as far as the solitude goes, you might love it. You might be like me, you might be an introvert that just loves being alone and needs to be alone. And like I said, if you are self-isolating when you're normally an extrovert, that's a bad sign. But if you do like your solitude, then winter time is a great time to get that. And just be sure you don't overdo it because like I said, you know, you need to have, we're social beings. We are, we need community. We just need to work at it in different ways in the winter time. So now I'm going to go into 
Uh, just a couple things that I share in one of the planners that I have. I've got a planner called the Body, Mind, and Soul Self-Care Planner. This is also kind of like a journal. It goes in depth on how to align your self-care routine with nature, with the daily, monthly, and yearly cycles. So I'm just going to go through a few more tips. Um, they might be repeat tips, but they are the important ones. So like I said, going to bed earlier... As the sun sets earlier, it helps our bodies adjust to the seasons by also going to bed earlier. This is another way we can live in alignment with nature. You don't have to go to bed as early um, in the autumn, in the fall. But, you know, like like I said, as the sun goes down later, that's you can kind of move along with the sun like that. So I'm going to give a couple of foods that you can eat in the fall and the winter. The fall is the best time of the year to start eating these sorts of meals that are nourishing. Um, so you might be thinking, okay, so in the summer I'm eating cold, light foods like fruits and salads and things like that. At what point do you do you just all of a sudden start switching over to winter food? The answer is no. What you want to do is slowly start to move these foods into your diet. So around fall is when the apples become plentiful and the squash and sweet potatoes and pumpkins. And so you want to eat these slowly, but kind of intersperse them with your summer diet towards the end of summer. And then in the fall, you can kind of add more things like chili and soup and stew. Um, if you're not a vegetarian, you might start eating more chicken and beef, especially beef because it has a lot of protein, iron, um, it helps you stay full longer. So these are foods that you want to eat in the fall and the winter. So then another tip is to start wearing soft, warm clothing in the fall and in more in the winter. This might seem like common sense, but it's worth mentioning because uh, being fashionable is overrated, I think. I think being comfortable is better for your body, mind, and your soul. Um, there might even be ways that you can do both, you know, fashionable, comfortable clothing. I Some of my favorite clothes are flannel and fleece. They are just, they're so comfortable that I don't even care if people don't think they look cool. <laughs> so another thing that I do is in the fall, I switch my bed sheets to warmer material that helps me sleep better. I have a set of flannel and a set of fleece bed sheets and I kind of flip them around. This is probably going to be really good for you if you have problems with anxiety and depression because like I said, you might have the body type that is very thin, very, you know, the, the, the mind type that is very nervous uh, and it takes you a lot to get warm, so give that a shot with the warmer bed sheets, especially with anxiety and depression. You know, sleeping more and having a, a warm, cozy bed it goes such a long way and helps you sleep better. Another tip is to use a D, actually not a D, a humidifier. So in the fall, the air gets drier. Using a humidifier will reduce cold and flu symptoms and it'll also keep your skin hydrated. So the more moist you can keep your air in the fall and the winter, the better. Another tip, and this is something I love to do, is to use natural lotions and oils. So your skin probably will need more moisture in the fall and the winter. 
And one of the best self-care practices that you can do during this time is to rub oil on your skin. This is really big in Ayurveda. This is a tradition in Ayurveda, actually, where they put oil on the body every day. The word for this is called Abhyanga. So this is where you take usually sesame oil because this is a good oil for people that are always cold and nervous and dry. So get yourself some uh, sesame oil that is for the skin, not the kind that you eat. And then just put a very thin layer on your skin. So this is natural ingredients. If you, if you don't want to use oil, you can use lotions that are made out of natural ingredients. Maybe some lotions that have um, lavender oil in them. You can even make your own. You know, if you, if you know your way around essential oils and how to pick them and use them, you can use essential oils in lotions and do a lot of DIY stuff. So be sure to check out like well-respected companies who use organic products because we're all about living a holistic lifestyle here. So we're going to want to, you know, not put poisons and chemicals and toxins in our skin. So some more self-care tips for winter. Like I said, you want to eat more, but not too much more. You, you almost have a free pass to eat a little bit more in the winter. You can also eat a little more often too. Um, because our bodies are working hard at storing energy and it needs more food to do this. Having a few extra pounds will most likely get added anyway as your body prepares for the cold. So you, you should also eat more protein and more fat at this time. Like I said, the fat's not going to be, you know, don't go out there and get steak that has just tons of fat on the edges. Not, that's not the fat. I mean, um, avocado oil, olive oil. There's a lot of good fats. Just if you really want to go down that rabbit hole, research omega-6s and omega-3s and um, the good fats. This is really good news if you are a meat eater because then, you know, you have a little bit more permission to eat more meat in the wintertime. And going to bed earlier in... The, in the winter time than you did in the fall. So like I said, in the summer, you usually go to bed a lot later. And then as the year goes on, you start going to bed a little bit earlier. Or at least this is the way that it's the best for your body, for your circadian rhythm to go with the sun. With the sun setting around 5 p.m., our bodies will naturally get tired earlier in the winter. So don't fight against nature. Try to get in bed around 10 p.m. It's... It's not only okay, but it's healthy to get extra sleep in the winter. This is how our ancestors lived. And this is how Ayurveda talks about it. So that's another tip. Um, go within in the wintertime. This is the time of year where everything takes a pause. So take this cue from nature and go within. This is a great time to start a journaling practice. <clears throat> if you don't already have a journaling practice, then winter is the perfect time to start one. You can also do meditation, and like I said, I've got easy ways to meditate that if you don't like to meditate, or you might like it, that's a great time to start. Doing things like yoga, contemplation, you know, things like that. Because in the active months of the year, we often lose ourselves in all of the busyness of our lives. So in the, in the wintertime, it's very balancing to find yourself again. It's like the yin-yang, you know. 
there's a there's a time for both expansion and then there's a time for going within it's like breathing you know as we breathe you you go out you go in you go out you go in and this is what nature does and this is how this is a great way that we can get in line with nature so another way that you can relieve seasonal depression is to plan for next year this is a great time to buy a planner they're always selling planners right before the end of the year and then you can start getting excited for the new year it's really good for your mind to create goals because studies have shown that your brain releases more dopamine when you are planning a fun activity than it actually does when you are doing that activity. Um, it sounds weird, but this would explain why people are often very excited and happy leading up to a vacation, but then that feeling fades once, the once you know, your vacation has begun. Because then you're really dealing with more stress and you're not getting as much sleep and so yeah you can be super excited and happy before the vacation and that's why i like to plan stuff in the winter time so planning for the next year will give you that dopamine boost to get excited for the next year's plans so in the winter you, can, you might want to start doing some indoor hobbies as well that could be another way that you can relieve your depression uh, winter is the best time of the year um, to finally catch up on all of your indoor hobbies. Things that you don't normally do in the summer, such as reading, writing, doing crafts, playing board games with your family. Of course, if you love winter, by all means, get out there and do some winter activities too. But um, I I don't know the percentage of the, of the population that likes winter activities, but um indoor hobbies are awesome too so if you're not an outdoor person in the winter don't worry about it there's lots of indoor hobbies so i'm going to end this podcast now because this is quite a long one but it was a lot of information because really like i said uh, preventing seasonal affective disorder is all about self-care and self-care is such a big topic i had to go in depth with that and like i said if you need more guidance i've got lots of blog posts i have other podcast episodes and i've got the printable self-care journal that i mentioned i also have the seasonal affective disorder journal which is 16 pages of journal prompts that will help you with self-care um, fall anxiety winter anxiety seasonal affective disorder so if you're interested in that the link will be down below in the show notes everything will be there for you so you're covered Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and be sure to visit my website, holisticlifestyleguide.com, where you will be able to find the articles that I am mentioning all about holistic health and wellness. And be sure to subscribe if you want to get freebies delivered to your inbox. Every Tuesday I send out freebies, I send out tips, and everything else good that I'm doing. So thank you so much for listening and have a great week.